Hey, you guys. Welcome to I Love Green Guy Letters, the podcast where we talk about the letters to the age newspapers, television and radio lift out the Green Guide. I am Steel Saunders and I do love those Green Guide letters. We are live in the Hollywood adjacent studio apartment it's not a studio apartment it's just an apartment it's a but we're in a it's complicated it's a studio in an apartment okay <laughs> wow we're off to a good start and we are here to love some letters you can watch david quirk's tongue go in and out if you click on the youtube link at the bottom of your little podcast app there but welcome my uh my old buddy and his tongue, David Quirk. Hello, hello, Steele. Hello, Alice. How how do? I haven't been introduced yet, so I can't talk. No, no, you haven't been introduced. It's almost as if we haven't been liaising for the last 15 minutes, but I'm just going (laughs) to, hi, guys, good to see you. Oh, David, is is that a stairwell behind you? (laughs) It is. Sorry, there's just just more things we didn't just talk about for 15 minutes. Um, And the plant. Oh, that's oh good. That, this is good sizzle for the patrons to join up mm. and, and watch that pre-show <laughs> we just did. Um, good action. But also Sorry, also welcome uh, our good buddy, Alice Frazier. How are you doing? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, yes, I don't have a stairwell. I, I wish I did. Don't worry. I just You'll imagine all the fun I could have with a stairwell. Yeah. Oh, don't. Don't go there. Don't go there. This... When I was a child, we just had a one. We just had one story. Not even a story. It's just time. Just a just a floor, right? Same old story. Is that the? No, no. It's not it. It's not it. It's not it. Because now I have to tell you about the invention of the slinky, right? The slinky, this amazing thing. On they had one on the Brady Bunch. It was ah oh, the slinky go right down the stairs, and I had a slinky. And we only had two long, like, patio stairs, so I'd only just get dunk. I couldn't even get the second one. So when I actually, when I I swear to God, you know when sometimes you have thoughts in the background and you're just like, nah, just whatever, you do your thing, I'm doing my thing up front. When I did see Dave's stairs at the start, I did think that would be good for a slinky because it has burnt so deeply into my psyche. Slinkable stairs. Yep. Um, I don't know if technically, guys, thanks for that story, Steele. Um, <laughs> um, Look, he only had one story to ever to practice on, so of course he's not good. Um, I don't know if it's a stairwell. <laughs> I don't know what defines well, but I don't think that's just in the middle, you know, it's open. I don't think it's a stairwell. It's just stairs, isn't it? Yeah. But oh, said- yeah, that's a question. Is it a stair waterfall if it's not contained You're a on all sides? Alice. You, you'd find that interesting. I, I, I do find it interesting, but I think I think the things that I find interesting tell people that I'm boring. Uh, yeah. Same, same. David, <laughs> yes. Listen, this might be a surprise to you, but I I, I was once involved in in comedy, right? No shivers. Yeah, it's surprising, but no, I do know. I remember. I, I, wow. I think I think describing it as a stairwell is funnier than describing it, like because it's sort of demeaning. Look at your stairwell. Yeah. Like it's staircase, like everyone, everyone, everyone wants a staircase, especially yeah. if they like slinkies. A stairwell that brings up like mouldy apartment vibes. Yeah, it's like a dirty stairwell. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
goes right down. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's a filthy stairwell. staircases go up, House. stairwells go down. Is that the difference? Yeah, yeah. There's no <laughs> nothing. No good can come from a stairwell. All right, <laughs> this is kind of disgusting. But like going back to my my younger years, if someone, if one of my friends drunkenly urinated in a stairwell, I'd go, oh yeah, probably wouldn't. But you know, whatever. But if they urinated down a staircase, you'd be like. What are you doing? We we live in a society. Come like on. He's made it. He's made it. He's on the staircase. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't you can't. It's a stair. It's a staircase. Yeah, a stairwell. It's classy. He'd be like. He'd be like. Oh, that checks out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so if it's a staircase, he's like, how do you get in there in the first? Place? Yeah. Let alone the pissing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Right. Good. What is this podcast about again? The gr- green the guide letters. Guide. Green guide letters. All right. So, oh, actually, I've got a little complaint um, that I received from something I did with you, Alice. We did the Steel Wars podcast in at the Comedy Festival one year. Yes, we did. And Ben Russell, at my request, did his impression of Michael Caine being Jabba the Hutt, right? A it's, brilliant it, impression that if you haven't seen it, you should seek it out. I don't know if it's available online, but if not, figure out time travel uh, and get there. Great, great impression. Listen, I've got your back because it is on my Steel Wars uh, YouTube channel, right? But a few people have, like some people are like, oh, that's the funniest thing ever, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's a couple of complaints that complain that I laugh too much at it and I spoil it for everyone. <laughs> One guy seemed to assume we set up the entire show and suit and, and, and shoot to document that. He goes, you set all that up for, and, and then you ruined it. And it's like, well, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it was actually, to be honest, 12 seconds out of a, um, an hour and a half show. So it was, there, were, there were other moments that I, I wasn't cackling. But true to the internet, right, no one complimented you for not laughing over it, you know? <laughs> well, the only reason I didn't laugh over it is because I had seen it the night before uh, when he had done it. Oh, really? In a set, yeah. So I knew it, and so I was just enjoying it. But I was sitting back. But, yeah, anyone who complains that their experience of something was ruined by somebody else's unfettered joy, I think, probably needs some sort of surgery to their personality. Get in line, You do have a booming laugh, Steel. You know, don't you? Oh, it was you that left the comment. Ah, (laughs) you're siding with internet troll. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe you need a trumpet muffler over your mouth. You know, have wind instruments if they're playing in enclosed spaces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there would be many signing that That's petition, so I feel like. It's um, impression, though. It, 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 is, it is very good. Granted, go watch. If you don't mind me ruining it, then... Um, Check it out. It's, it's, it's there for you. It's there for you. Let's talk some Green Guide letters, you guys. These things, they're only every two weeks now in the age, but um, we have been blessed on uh, page three, I believe, next to a, a, a photo of uh, Maya Hawke, a, um, a human that seemed to be bred for coolness. Like, coolness. do you guys know? Yeah, she's like um, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter. 
and and oh. that that is a, a, a cool like you are combining cool bloodlines into I actually thought you were talking about someone that was a hawk breeder <laughs> for a split second and I thought what they're just breeding is a cool breed like what would that look like Anyway, it's just an, a normal hawk. Hawks look very cool, but yeah, it probably have sunglasses on or something. Nature. Okay, now I'm. I'm glad we worked, cleared that it's, up. It's, real it's quick. just a. It's just a bird in Yeezys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, con- to, to, to contextualize, I, the only time I've ever heard about Maya Hawk was. Uh, I, an interview with Ethan Hawke where somebody was like, Maya Hawke looks exactly like a mix between you and Uma Thurman, and he was like, that's how parents work. <laughs> how old is she? I don't know. She's, I, I'm going to guess, 18 to 20. Okay. She was in Stranger Things. She was um, in the last season in, of Stranger at, Things. At 18? What, what, who'd she, oh, maybe I didn't see it. She worked in the ice cream shop. This is the one part of the podcast Gemma would be loving, I reckon, talking about. Oh, you can talk up now. You, you don't have to be Gemma. quiet. Gemma, yeah. do you know Maya Hawke? No, doesn't know. She's as bad as me. Fake fan. She loves dad. <laughs> Fake fan. <laughs> All right. Shall, shall we love some letters, guys? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, um, first up, just a, just a qualification that you, you are prepared to judge this letter. Olympics, did, did you watch it, Alice? I did. I did. I don't watch a lot of television, but I did watch uh, some of the Olympics. All right. You don't have to get your little anti-television I read books message into every answer, okay? <laughs> I heard, I, I heard, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I'm better than that is mm. all. Noted. Noted and agreed with. <laughs> what about you, David? Similar. I did watch. Uh, I went out of my way to watch the skateboarding. Excellent. Um, Very I don't know if that's good or bad as a skater, but I definitely did. Um, and I watched some other sports here and there, things I'd never seen, like that weird speed climbing, just hooning up a wall. Um, yeah, I saw some stuff. Yeah, I did see a glimpse of that today on YouTube, and great. I reckon, anyway, I reckon that's a good spot because it's a raw. Like, it's just, like, you just need, you know, human versus wall, the age-old battle. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, so my my favourite sports are all the ones that I can just imagine people doing before there was much stuff. Like, I love the world's mm. strongest man competition because you just, you, our big guy can lift more stuff than your big guy. Like, you can imagine that being around since the dawn of time. It feels very primal. Yeah. So, like, wall yeah, running, climbing, running there's a wall, there's a person. Close. Perfect. Running, wrestling, you know, all of those things. Well, once you get into the equipment realm, not to criticise uh, skating, then then I you lose me a little. No, I think you're right. You should bring back the old days of um, just Athens in the nude on a track with like three sports and very few Camerons. It's, <laughs> you, you, you just see skateboarding and like, like sailing and all those. That, that's just like prop comedy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's entertaining, but really, man v wall is really what I'm looking you for. You know, it, it, there's a lot to say about the Olympics, just from you know ethically about how corrupt they are and how bad they are. Um, but if we leave all that aside, um, I think the Olympics just went to the dogs when when they just brought in tennis, a sport that I don't mind, and it's like 
skateboarding should be in the Olympics before tennis. I'd almost go that far for some reason. There or golf. Put golf in there. No, golf Olympics. is in there. Oh, That's why it's so weird. It's just like, so it's just like is pro it? golfers just like, oh, I'm just having another round of golf. It's another tawny. Roy and HG, one time they were doing their thing and they just said, put V8 supercars in there. You may as well, you know. Once you have horse dancing, yeah. Yeah. If, if, yeah, you're, going to, if you're going to do that, though, I'm all for it. Put the supercars in there. But they have to make the car in that country, the country of origin. Oh, that's good. Because that's the real, like, that, yeah. that's the major part of the, the athlete, if it were. Yeah. So, true, yeah. True. So, if you're, um, you know, representing New Zealand, you, you, you're whacking together a car. <laughs> Out of all, oh, even better, and this makes it fairer, you're not allowed to get any materials from another country. You have to mine all of the raw materials yourself. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what you got. The word super would be thrown out pretty early, I reckon. Uh. <laughs> or it would be followed with disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's hit this one. I'm, I do have to say I'm pretty impressed with that idea for an Olympic sport. So, um, me too, man. Thank you. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I would, if, if someone is like super into cars and stuff, if they can tell me what country they think would win and for what reason, oh, petrol, that'd be a tough one too. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to use the biofuel available most locally. Mm. Elon Musk would win. He's, he's a galactic citizen. All right, let's hit gold medal performance. Well done to Ian Thorpe for his wonderful, articulate and skilled commentary of the Olympic swimming. Thorpe's insights made the day for me, showing no favouritism and appreciative of swimmers' performance from all nations. And that... Quite balanced view for the Green Gold Letters TBH is from Gene Cassidy in the quaint Dingley Village. Okay. Sounds made up. That's um, all I'm going to say on that one. Interesting. Now, now Ian Thorpe, I, being in America, I'm not like, I've been Thorpeless for quite a while now. Hmm. But in my younger years, the, the the hearing of his name would would probably bring on emotions of annoyance, and oh. and I might catch a case of go awayism. But that was then. This is now. I very much appreciate that he was there for swimming rather than there for the say the country, then go oi three time stuff which is um uh n- not my thing to say the what do you least mean, like, you, so you n- not a job <laughs> being a hooligan is that what you mean <laughs> no he just no he no i just like I, I sometimes like the announcers are a bit um a pro-australian to uh, a concerning oh, yeah. fault okay uh yes well, I, I thought this year they, they were less that. They were quite even-handed all round. I mean, of course, they did cover these stories of, you know, 
heartbreaking third places or whatever. I always find that very frustrating. But, uh, yeah, I thought Ian Thorpe was good. He always looks mildly embarrassed to be wherever he is. Like his post-swimming career is sort of his rebranding has been as this sophisticated man. He's always wearing a suit. He's got his pearl company, sort of a fashionista, and he's always appearing at all these events. But he always looks just slightly embarrassed about it, which I appreciate. (laughs) I can't comment. I, I feel like I'm, I missed him from almost entirely. I watched some swimming, but I missed him. Can I hit the I would like to know more button on the Pearl Company, please? Yeah. Yes, he has does, a line. Does, does he swim down himself? Thorpey, gold medalist, <laughs> gold medal picked, because that's, bang, ordering some. But um, but do tell the reality, which is probably very disappointing in comparison. No, he sells he sells he sells jewelry uh, for men and women, and it's made of pearls, and it's associated with his brand because he's he's a sophisticated man. Mm. But it sort of feels quite artificial that they've decided that he's a sophisticated man. You know, it's, right. it's hard to th- it's hard to see someone as a f- sophisticated man when you see them in their speedos. Or, or or spent years getting paid to rip into a muesli bar on national television. Oh, that's right. Wow. Yeah. But um, I, 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 good on him. I, I hope he does dive for a couple. He should have least, he should have at least dived for the first one or the millionth one or. Yeah, I don't think that's part of the narrative, and I'm not sure that he can hold his <laughs> breath very long. I mean, longer than a normal person, but I mean, not necessarily as long as a diver. Pearls. They could. They, they could set up like a, a, a stunt pearl. Like they could arrange something. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure they could put a pearl at the bottom of an Olympic swimming pool and have him fetch it. Yeah, yeah. The bottom of a kid's pool or something. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Just knee deep in water, having uh, no. like crouch slightly and fish around. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's really it's in the sophisticated image. I've right. suddenly been stricken with doubt. Maybe he doesn't have a pearl company and I've just made it all up. Stick with it. Stick How with old it. would he be, Thorpe, Ian Thorpe? Probably younger than us still, wouldn't he be? Or about our he'd be, age? He'd be in his 30s, wouldn't he? What about in oyster years? <laughs> so what I'm saying is he, his parents somewhere in around 35 years ago named their baby Ian. <laughs> Which is pretty outrageous. You know? I, I read an article that there's been no Garys named in the UK since 1993. <laughs> no shit. That's, yeah. that's partly true. And there have been Gareths, but no Garys. <laughs> I read that in is an Gary article and I decided not to do any further research because I loved it as a fact so much. <laughs> yeah, it has, it has rightfully so gone out of vogue, Gary. Uh- I what is it about this planet that that data was accumulated, dissected, and then gone? We got to share it. We we got to get this out here. You know, like that is that is tremendous. It's like it's yeah. It's it's like trying to breed out like a certain like great culture or something. Oh no, we're losing the Garys. We've got to keep it going. <laughs> It's like it's a, the it's Chinese a, to the Tibetans or something. It's, it's like, a garrison. The language. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I sort of, I feel like that, you know, the, the great problem about age is disinformation. But in this instance, I really don't want to find out if it's not true. So if you do know that this isn't true, please don't tell me. No, no, I'm going to not look that up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Don't worry, Alice. Don't do your own research. Thank you. No. 
That's what's wrong with the world at the moment, isn't it? Too much research being done by people that shouldn't research. So let's keep that tradition. Let's end that now. Ah, uh, yeah, I kind of agree, but I think it's more the word research used incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. It's a great it's a great word. Or people thinking they're nerds just because they like superhero comics, you know. In in my day there was real boffins. You know, there, there was a whole, you know, class of people and you knew you weren't like them. And so you did you didn't trust your own abilities. Whereas now people think, well, I like comic books and therefore I can do epidemiology. Yeah. You you would only go into like a collectible shop with with trusted allies. Yeah, exactly. Leave leave nerd culture in the hands of the elite. <laughs> yeah, the way it should be. Preach. Um, All right. How about we give kudos to Seven? Congratulations, Seven Plus. Live events, iconic moments, catch up, replays, and so much more. Best Olympic coverage yet. And that's from a very satisfied Meg Stevenson in Muna. That has to be made up. Um, <laughs> like, just I was listening to the language of it, and I thought if someone, I, I can't imagine the person that would possibly put pen to paper to sing the praises of something like that. I can't imagine them, and and if they do exist. I find it hard to believe it would be written the way that was written. Do you know what I mean? It was just too, like, oh, I deleted that as soon as the the skateboarding finished. (laughs) It does sound like they needed a quote for a slide in an advertisement or a company PowerPoint, and they're like, there's nothing out there. How about we uh, slip one into the green guide and um, and away we go. Quick, Gary, draft up a letter and send it in. (laughs) No, I'm too old. I was born in 1992. (laughs) Um, So, so you weren't a fan of you. You were not. You were giving a a a thumbs down. No kudos to seven. No, I guess I'm. I I liked it actually because it was you know the only way you could watch things, and I thought it worked pretty well. Um, She's right. They are right about the replays. You could do all that stuff. Um, no, it was great. I wrote that letter. Okay. <laughs> how, how, how about how about you, Alice? What, what did you make? Where, where do you stand on Meg's um, firm positivity? I, I feel it's probably too general. You know, just just generally praising replays and things like that. I, I feel she's too impressed. Yeah surprisingly impressed. It makes me question her previous life experience if she's not yeah. ever experienced better sports coverage. Yeah. Uh, I think unless unless the thing that she was blown uh, away by was the weird sort of um, <laughs> Thunderdome kind of visuals that they had for the commentariat, which they had this big screen that went round in a curve and they would just sort of walk, walk in circles I, doing I, commentary in front of different pictures. Yeah. Like they were constantly in a museum. That, that was their oh. odd thing. They weren't behind a desk. It was, it was almost kind of walk and talk. Yeah, kind oh. of West Wing style, trying to zazz it up because they weren't allowed to go anywhere. Like they no. sort of sweeping vistas behind them. Sort of. No, that sounds 
that, that fills me with anxiety. I, I don't like it when people, if I'm sitting, I don't like people talking to me when they're standing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like if someone, if I'm sitting like at a pub or something, someone goes, oh, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, I, I will say, oh, can you just sit down? Because I don't, I don't enjoy I don't this. do that. Yeah, I just yeah, don't like, like if they're taking my order, like we've got a job to do. So there's that. I don't ask them to sit down. But How just do you handle a, school photos? Oh, I've blacked it out because of the trauma. I don't remember a thing. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, to have that, like me sitting and then like on a that, uh, just desk. What's wrong with the desk? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't love it but I can understand why that might blow somebody away because it was, it was the, the innovation of these games was the sort of strolling around in apparently circles forever and ever and ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, who are they trying to imp- – they're about to show a guy run the 100 metres. Like, they're not – What I want to know is if it was a circle or if it was a hemisphere and then at the end of every take when they cut back to a sport, they had to go back to the beginning and time their walk so they didn't run out of backdrop. Um, that that would be the one thing that I would be interested in knowing about the sports commentary during the Olympics from Channel 7. Or when they got around to the start again, someone was there holding up how many more laps they had. Well, also, it was it was nice to see Bruce McAvaney not trying to be taller than his female co-commentators. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. was the thing. I did enjoy that. He was just being the height that he is and a good height it is. Yeah. So, so has Bruce... Had a history of 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 lifts or no? But no, like, I think, has... just, I think the history of television is of ah, putting okay. putting small men on boxes. Yeah, uh, but I think there's there is a charm to the tiny or uh, simply or simply a charismatic not standing. Everyone's sitting, so it's either harder to tell, or the seat will be higher for a small person. Now here they are on equal footing, no pun intended. And yeah. Bruce McAvaney's a short dude next to yeah. some. A bit, a bit of bit of underrated body positivity there from the Olympics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Accidental, perhaps, but great. Sometimes trying to look taller than you are is is a mission impossible. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's a movie reference. There you go. Thank you, um, Alice. For David and I, I, I feel like we might have conflicting emotions about it, but it was a monumental um, moment in skateboarding both good and bad, depending how you look at it, that it was in the Olympics. Did you catch any and how did you find it? I saw a little bit of the skateboarding and and, and much like all Olympic sports or most Olympic sports, you don't know anything about the sport. You come in and you can sort of immediately see who's very good at it. Mm -hmm. There's there's something about very good athletes that sort of transcends your back knowledge. There's something about the grace with which they, they move. But I can imagine for you it must have been like, um, like reading Narnia and then getting to the end but actually being a Christian. <laughs> you know, at the end of Narnia where you find out that Aslan was Jesus all along, I remember feeling like really let down and betrayed. But for you, when the skateboarding got to the Olympics, it must have been like, yeah. What's good is I have no knowledge of um, Narnia in any way, but it still sounds very funny. <laughs> but let me so, tell you about Jesus. Mm. But, yeah, I think we probably did feel a bit like that. Uh, Alice, yeah. Yeah, um, just just that I, I felt quite neutral about it. I was like, oh, but you must have been quite excited. Do you feel vindicated? Just, if, if it had gone ahead last year, 2020, as planned, I can guarantee I had very strong convictions and an emotional standpoint about it. If it ha- And over the course of the last, probably because of COVID, 
just settling me right down, all kinds of life changes maybe. Um, one day I just noticed I just had this attitude when it was just, oh, I still don't love it at all, but it's okay. Like, let it happen. I was like, oh, no, it's the softening of old age. I've softened. So you didn't love it. You didn't love that. Uh... I don't love I love watching it. I enjoyed watching it. I, I just think it has no place being in there. Like, if you're going to put skateboarding in the Olympics, you may as well put graffiti art or something in the Olympics because I'm serious. I just call it graffiti While someone's climbing the wall, someone's next to it. Yeah, yeah. In all honesty, because skateboarding, it was, as you know, Steel, it's a, a, it's a, it happens to be physical, but it's a creative expression normally done in the streets, like graffiti. And so it's that, half the time. Does it so, feel like, do you feel like well, it's sort of sold out to a certain extent? That oh, by, by being legitimised by the Olympics, it's lost some of its edge? It's, it's, like, it's like skateboarding did a Zoom gig. Yeah, for a lot it's of like say, Yeah, so I would have assumed that you would have been excited because it's your hobby and it would bring lots of young people to the sport. That's what they always say about the Olympics, but I don't think young people watch the Olympics that much. But no, the I point being, I thought you would be excited and thrilled. So it was like more like me reading Narnia, not being a Christian. Yeah, 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 I suppose. No, but I, I, I just think it's just going to change. The thing that Steele and I love about, and most skaters I know that have been doing it for a long time, what they love about it is, well, it's hard to put your finger on exactly, but now because um, of, I think, Instagram, and all that kind of world, and now it's very corporate, something's lost. Like the, this, there's this edge that I think will be lost forever, I think. Like, yeah, like a, like a parkour competition or I guess if you're an assassin, seeing a paintball um, place go up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. I, I disagree, yeah. David. Yeah, yeah, tell me your theories. Because my theory is skateboarding's always been whack. Like, there's always been, like, the corporate big, like, budget, like, whether it's, like, the Coca-Cola team or, do you know what I mean? It's, 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 yeah. There's always been this corporate sellouty burst of it. So, and I, I think about the thing, skateboarding, the spirit of it being lost. I think, that, like, the gnarliness of skateboarding gets gnarlier at the same time as it gets more homogenised. But... Yeah, I, I, ta- I think you're right. You're right. I, I think the coolest thing was was that the girls like ripped, and then that's like like parents are watching TV, and, and you know, for it's obviously a lot easier for you know a kid who's a boy to convince their parents to get a skateboard traditionally, yeah. but then now these girls watching TV with their parents are seeing these girls that sort of broke the barrier and got gnarly. And that is sort of like now they don't have to play. Like they've got that option of like if I want to do that. Whereas so many of those girls in the Olympics, their story was I went to the skate park and I got shit hung on me for the first eight years. And and even this is one thing I noticed, David, is the girl skateboarders, like when we were younger, the girl skateboarders dressed like boy skateboarders. Like they all dress like tomboys, and now the girl skaters have got their own style of clothing. Like they skate, you know, some in like overalls or dress, like they or like even like little crop tops and activewear or something. Yeah, so they've sort of they they don't have to dress like boys to not stand out anymore. But I, I thought that was the coolest thing, and the, I, the co- I would totally agree. Still, yeah, yeah. 
I like it how you have to jump in, just like, I'm not disagreeing with you on this point, no, no, Steel. No. <laughs> I do think that the funny thing is that was happening without the Olympics anyway. So it's just, yeah, but it it's wasn't just, broadcast on television. No, but I'm just does things do good oh. things need to be broadcast on TV? You know what I mean? Like all yes, the cool things I found for it to life. spread. No, no. The average age of television watchers now is, I think, fifty five, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll get some some uh, older people entering into the skateboarding arena, the which right I, again, people, not a bad thing. The right well, kind of people will find skateboarding anyway. You know, so now it's just no, because so, some they've yeah. got barriers. People, go, I'm not getting you a skate. Like so many of those girls had a story of like they wouldn't get me a skateboard. Okay, yeah, yeah. From an outsider's perspective, the barrier that you have to break to enter into skateboarding in a serious way seems to be your arm three times. <laughs> oh, t- touch wood, Alice. That's that's no yeah, good. I'm touching. You can give me. The I, as I said, I'm complete outsider. Just that that's what it looks like from the outside. You just have to be willing oh. to. To knock a couple right. of bones yeah. out of joint. That hooju. For me to say that it's you know the right you know you're right. It's a, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. But then there's like there's like you know there's whack things out of it as well. But um, I, I I sort of thought and and I I just have to say the commentary I listened to was like really good. So it I didn't get like angry at that. Yeah. But yeah, um, totally. the one I thing like that you, I feel like we're exclu- we should stop talking about it probably. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I just thought of. I'm just thinking of Alice, who couldn't care less. It's Narnia, you know. Uh, I mean, no, I mean it's great. We're it's great. Out. I'm learning more. I'm learning more about about a sport that I didn't oh, know Steel's, enough about. Steele's right. The commentary was very good in the street skating, particularly. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would just tell you my my Olympic magic moment. Yes, yes please. please. And and I love this because it was sort of like the like the 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 ladies who are in the skateboarding who had to like get through all this like crap at the skate park and all, all that sort of stuff. And like, they were the ones that showed like how cool skateboarding was. There was this girl from Japan who was like the gold medal favorite. And she had one more run. It was the last run in the bowl and she was fourth and she missed her last trick. So she stayed in fourth and she like started crying and then all the other girls, including the Australian girl, Poppy Star, they all lifted her up and, like, mm. chanted that they loved her. And it really cheered her up. And it just sort of showed, like, compared to other sports, it was like, like, I think the girls in the skateboarding looked like they were having the most fun out of anyone that was, like, an Olympic athlete. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like, they were, they were happy. One of the things that I liked about this Olympics was the fact that it was happening during COVID times. So the athletes had to bond with each other. They couldn't really play to the crowd. So I saw a lot more supportive behavior among athletes. Uh, Normally, a lot of them are quite supportive uh, because many of them train together in these elite facilities. But I think I saw more of it this time, maybe just because they weren't cutting to the crowd. But maybe happy. You know what I, that's true. Uh, you know what I found sort of funny is that you know, the winners in the park skateboarding and the street skateboarding were, well, in the ladies at least, were 12 and 13, sort of as a, as a mean age. And I feel like I'm the only idiot that has a pro, like I'm ageist or something. I feel like there should be a m- minimum age to enter the Olympics and it should, or Olympic skateboarding, it should be like 45. 
Um, <laughs> no, no, I absolutely you. agree with you in principle. Seriously, uh, so I think it should be like sixteen or something because I, I agree. Myself, there's nothing wrong with a twelve-year-old winning a gold medal, but I thought to myself, if all the other sports, every other sport in the Olympics was won by twelve and thirteen-year-olds, I personally would stop watching it. Like there's something about kids doing everything that I don't care about. You know what I mean? No, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's um, I, I think it's deeply concerning. As a matter of fact, I, I think that you know, a they're not equipped to deal with now social media and all of the attention and fame that comes with um, with that all. And then also, if you peak too early, then I, I worry about you. No, that's you know, if you would, if you get a gold medal at thirteen, you know, before you, is there you no get minimum everything. Age? Like, can a can a four year old win a gold medal? How the fuck does it work? Like, I don't know how it works. What sport? What sport, Dave? What sport? Diving? That that's what they could do, sort of on an even with, keel. With, with <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyway. Yeah, well, in gymnastics as well, they're, they're, they seem very young, particularly the, the women who do it because they are light and lithe and they don't have hips yeah, or anything yeah. yet to that's throw off their centre of gravity. And, again, I find that, yeah, I find it fairly disturbing to watch because they're very good, but you think, what kind of a childhood is that? Yeah. Not, yeah. not to and, mention some of the stuff that's made the news uh, in that realm lately. Yeah. Um, the, like, a 12-year-old. Well, I wrote a Green Guide letter, actually, about this, about the age. Thank you. Dear letters, make sure so fucking young. Make make sure you specify when you're complaining about the age. It's not about the newspaper that the like. You have to like that could get confused. I have a problem with the age. They would think that you you don't. The age should cover the Olympics or something. Yeah. I mean, I I I do enjoy. I think my favorite kind of letter is a letter to somebody who has nothing to do with the problem you're you're worried about. Ah, oh, they just have no influence yeah, yeah. or impact. You know, it's, it's about a casting decision or, <laughs> yeah. Alice, I've got something for you. Oh, I'm, excellent. I'm, excellent. I'm, bump, I'm bumping this up the rankings, all right? <laughs> this is epic. Like, I've, um, you have to look at the, the, the positive aspects of, of COVID. You have to look for the silver lining. And for me, it's been how... I, I like the COVID Green Guide letters because they're like comically how you'd imagine a COVID Green Guide letter would be about. Do you know what I mean? And this one is no different. It is titled No Praise for Andrews. Couldn't Daniel Andrews have waited five minutes until songs of praise had finished? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of rudely interrupting and cutting out the remainder of the program for a daily COVID briefing. And that, praise be, is from Jane Linton in Wangaratta. Oh, of course. Of course she's from Wang. You can't make um, up stuff like that. No, it's you too can't. Good. That sounds real. Um, tell me what what is what was this what was that songs of praise what songs of praise would be a a bible song show or oh. actually maybe a actual service a tele- televised um, church service um, Alice that would is, you concur yeah okay, I, I would concur that. that's just 
that's just added. That's added. That's added ten pounds to. Um, to <laughs> I that mean, letter. it's that is, that so is beautiful. It's a beautiful. So it's a beautiful letter. Yeah. Addressing them, yep, this has got everything that I love about a complaints letter. It's it's not about anything that anyone can do anything. Just ah, oh, what a delightful thing! And then we don't know. You can project some opinions onto this lady, I assume. Oh boy, can you? Well, just you know, I imagine this is the kind of person who you know doesn't trust the vaccine and says things like, you know, God is my vaccine. You yeah. don't trust the vaccine because you don't know what's in it. Like you don't know what's in God. Like well, you do everything. Um, everything's yeah. in God, so and you're welcoming Him into your heart. But yeah, I just think that is a that is a truly beautiful letter and songs of praise. I used to do social media for a very brief period of time. I filled in for about six weeks when I was writing jokes on a television show in Australia, and the social media girl went away, and I filled for her for six weeks, and it nearly drove me uh, off the edge. But there was one guy who would write in, and say, did you know that Mash is on at the same time? And he was very angry that anyone was watching this show instead of Mash. Fuck. I just, I just love it though. I just it's so great. Da, na, na, na. I went to the Mash um, site of the Mash camp in Malibu, California, about four years ago. Very, very moving. Cool. I think you'll cool. find us in Korea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you a thing or two about Hollywood. Um, <laughs> oh. That's right. That is right. Dan Andrews have waited five minutes. Hey, Jane, I've got to tell you, the prayers aren't working. Let's see what Dan's got, okay? Like, we we gave the prayers. You got, what, 25 minutes of prayers in? Maybe it was 55. This is the thing. And going back to Alice's point about complaining to someone that can do nothing about it. Absolutely nothing. You've got a direct line to God. (laughs) Hit him up. He could caboodle up, like, just bleh, and and, like, Dan's, like, not talking. Or picture in picture. Yeah, or Dan yeah. could just start start the COVID announcement with the end of the prayer from mm. prior. Just se- seamlessly segue in, carry it out in an acapella solo, and then say how many people have died today. That sounds nice. Yeah. They literally interrupted science. Um, well, religion with science there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. In many ways, it's a microcosm of the history of the earth. Yeah, yeah. That, that letter's like, more um, profound than we could ever know. Really. <laughs> 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 that letter is why there's so many problems in the world right now. Oh, I don't know. I'm glad, I'm glad they got it Good off their job. chest. I'm glad they got it off their chest. That that's really delighted me. Thank you, Steele. Excellent, yeah, excellent. Really I have not caught this one, but um, we'll, we'll give it a whirl. Well, I'm in. A sh- I'm, I, I, I can only bootleg these shows that are made in Australia. So, in because I, I respect copyright so much, I, I will not do that. Upending the boys' club. Misrepresented is illuminating. All those amazing women who have worked and continue to in the ultimate boys club parliament house deserve our admiration. And that is from Chris Lem in the beautiful town of Emerald puffing Billy territory. There you you know go. what I'm saying? Yeah, has, yeah, yeah. has anyone caught that show? No. Misrepresented. Yes. It's a, I, 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 I do peruse the green guide 
weekly. So I am across what's um, on television. But it's I think it's like interviews with a, a lot of women throughout history that have worked in Parliament House. Um, oh, great. Like, I, I, so my I dad like- saw it and he recommended it to me. Mm. For, okay. From what from what I've read and seen, it could also be called "How fucked is this?" Because that that is a lot of the stories is just like, "How fucked is this?" You know. Yeah. But I, I don't think Miss Gillard would want to be involved with the title of of that uh. matter. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the I, thing I, my dad said was that it was like quotes from women through the history of Parliament, where they were all saying essentially the same thing, and finishing each other's sentences. The way that they cut it together, they were all oh. having the same criticisms of various things that you know very dishearteningly just haven't changed in the last thirty or forty years. That's that's a grim, isn't it? Um, that's a that sounds like a really relevant TV show. Mm-hmm. I am um, like. You sort of listen, Alice. As a man, right? Listen here. <laughs> you, um, you, you sometimes don't think about how like gnarly a situation it is to, for um, a lady to, to enter, and and you know, obviously politics, skateboarding. We talked about that, but. I had this click a few years ago. I, I, I was just like, oh my god! I was just remembering girls that would. Um, come to like the open mics that we're at and, and, you know, do comedy every week. And it's like, fuck, that was so gnarly. Like the, the, like the, when you thought about, there was like one lady to like 21 drunk dudes on a Wednesday night. It was like, and, oh, just, I, um, I, 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 just full admiration to anyone that just goes, I am, I, I, I am prepared to put up with this. It is significantly better than it was when I started. When I started, I used to joke that they would never have more than one woman on a bill because they were worried if we got together, we'd start to talk about the rapists. And uh, turned out they were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, um, I, I, yes, that, that, that is a humorous observation and I am, I am, I'm laughing at it the way you piece it together rather than the subject matter. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad it, 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 it's, it's better because... I, I I I didn't feel comfortable in some of these places, and I, and I am like, I am large sized. They I, I got true. I got extra maybe large. Put, um, maybe they should put open mic stand up comedy in the Olympics, so women can find get into it in a comfortable way. Right. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> you dick. That some someone's some parents are going to watch this and like ah. Oh, this this girl on the tv she got two free beers did you hear about this (laughs) and no money yeah it is Uh, grim yeah i I was told very early on i had an earring in my ear and i was told not to wear the earring because it would confuse people (laughs) it would drive the crowd wild too too yeah too sparkly too 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 distracting I, I, here's yeah. a bit of um, I, sexism. <laughs> my, I, my friend's girlfriend um, works at a skate shop, but the skate shop has expanded and they've got one in Broad Meadows in Melbourne now, which I didn't even know. And uh, she works out there now in Broad Meadows. And I said, oh, how's it going? How's that? And she said, it's, oh, it's okay. It's, um, oh, it's the first time I've experienced that she'd be setting up people's skateboards, doing the, the hardware, not just selling 
apparel and footwear. She's doing the, the hard goods. And she said it's the first time in this area, Broadmeadows, that she's experienced sexism when setting up a skateboard for presumably guys. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, that's probably yeah. quite a hopeful thing if it hasn't happened up until now. Yeah, what's that? I lost you there. That's probably quite a hopeful thing. That's like a nice thing yeah, if, yeah. if she hasn't experienced it until now. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, 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 but it was girl, crazy to hear that like, she's noticed it more on more than one occasion just while working at a job that something has treated her in a certain way, a negative way. It's pretty bad, yeah. Well, I think the point's getting missed that you shouldn't trust anyone else. Putting the grip tape on your skateboard. That is that is a personal thing. That's like it, it's like getting someone to write jokes for you. It's just like this you set it. up the board. You put it. You got to. You got to put the. There's a lot of stuff, especially no. if you're a fan of OCD. I got to tell you, it's um, well, literally the girl I started with. Um, we told each other. You know, I said I'll do it if you do it. That kind of thing. The girl I started with dropped out after two years because people said she was too sexy. And the audience couldn't decide if they wanted to uh, bang her or laugh at her. Well, you're only going to get to do one one of the two. I feel which like was, which was insulting because we were both there at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> that was insulting to both of us. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's funny. Do I want to be told? Yeah, I'm not funny or I'm not hot. Which <laughs> hmm. yeah. I, I think I think they're. They, they're their symbiotic qualities. Um, but that's just me. That's just me. Hey, before we get, we've got one more letter to hit through, but I, I just got to tell all the good people there in podcast land, Quirk, you can back me up, theshorestore.com for all your clothing needs, sneakers, Nikes, Vans, Shore product, as worn by David Quirk. Ignore the dirt on it. Sure. Excellent. And, and we've got, we've got a, a lockdown deal at the moment. Lockdown is very hard on retail stores, as you can well imagine, as, as Dave walks past every day and just must go, poor steel. I hope that's what you do. I hope you feel bad for me every day when you walk past. I, I, do. I hope you do. you're selling online. You're doing all right. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. But there is an air of desperation about this promotion, let's admit it. Um, yeah, sure, sure. But, we, yeah, we've got a thing during this lockdown that if you spend uh, $99 on anything in the shop and then you get one sure thing, it's half price. Wow. That's so a great that's, deal. Thank you. I appreciate that, the that um, it would be enough. Point. That would be enough to make me do online shopping. I feel about online shopping the way David Quirk feels about Zoom gigs. I, can, I just, I can't, I can't bear it. Except my, my tradition. You've been buying your food online. I've been buying my food online, but like clothes, like normally my approach to clothes shopping, which I do rarely, is to walk into a shop, look at a thing, go, that looks about the right size, and then take it to the counter. Yeah. And you cannot do that on the internet because everything is this big. But you still won't even try it on in the store. I, I, okay, only well, occasionally, there, only if it's an important thing. There, I think you'll love online shopping, really. Like, I, I, can't, I can't handle it. I end up opening a thousand windows and then becoming overwhelmed and just not. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I get sucked into the, the desperate search for a coupon code. They've got to have a code out there somewhere, surely. Come on, give me a code. Um, I think I, I, I like, 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 just like, like soap. That can turn up on the – good for you. Turn up. Yes. But, like, clothing or something like that, I, I think part of the, the purchase price is, is the, the experience of going into the shop and, 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 and you walk out for a little bat and you're all stoked and stuff. I Just opening up the mat, like, nah. 
and you find it there and you're like, I found this thing and I've got currency to ex- – like that's it's great stuff. Shawsaw.com. Can't beat it. <laughs> just, just ignore everything I just said about the thrill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure I'm just like, oh, gosh. No, you but still I feel need- like sk- skater clothing is more forgiving <laughs> than the, the vast majority of clothing uh, because it tends to be slightly oversized and sort of cool yeah. and loose. Hey, and a sneaker size is a sneaker size. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the old saying. That's what grandma used to always tell me. Anyway, shawstore.com, thashawstore.com. Let's hit this one. One more final Olympic letter, and this is coming from an angle you are not prepared for. Tokyo fail. <gasps> What genius at SBS decided to program the documentary Fall of Japan in the week Olympics opened in Tokyo. While SBS's obsession with Hitler is already boring, this takes the cake. (laughs) Leave it to history. The past is the past. And that is from Lee Palmer in Albert Park. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I love the past is the past from a guy complaining about a documentary he didn't like last week. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's brilliant. Let it slide, man. Um, oh, my God. We almost shouldn't comment on that. It's just so good. We should just, like, thanks for watching. You just read that again. Oh, Dave, that, Dave that's Dave's code for he needs to go. I know, I know Dave oh, at work. There's a big pot plant behind you, Dave. You could just pivot. Um, Just call it, just pretend it's a stairwell. SBS's obsession with Hitler. No, no. (laughs) What is it? Love for Hitler? Obsession with Hitler. That's good, you know? Yeah, the idea that Hitler doesn't warrant any coverage. It's all all in the past. It's all water under the bridge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's outrageous. The, the past um, is, is the it, past is, is good. Taste taste good. They did a, is it bad taste that they did a, the fall of Japan at the same time as the I don't know. Is that, is that problem? It's, 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 I, I would avoid it. Um, it seems mm. like, I, I, like I, I feel like if it was like the, the elite, it would be hard because they admittedly do play Hitler documentaries all the time. I don't know about SBS actually, but my dad watches that history channel on um on, on on Rupert Murdoch's Foxtel service. <sighs> and um <laughs> they're wall to wall Hitler. They're all about it. Yeah. It's, right. Um Oh, I mean they love it. Their obsession with Hitler, hey? Well, so but this is this like the central the central premise is flawed here because his his issue is with with documentaries and the past being covered in the present and history as a whole. Like this is a, a deep letter of just never look back, live in the moment kind of hedonism. As, yeah. as a grandchild of, of Holocaust survivors, means- I think it's it's a thing that you probably couldn't pay too much attention to, but uh, I can understand that other people might have a different perspective. It sounds that he's against not just the, uh, the idea of history being, you know, televised, but also just the nature of a documentary because it, it, if something's being documented, it has to have happened Yep. in the past. So I'd like And in fact all television. I'd love to know what kind of TV he want, expects to see. <laughs> Something like just pure like this. And even this is like already recorded. <laughs> 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 
like, what are you? You gotta have a face to face. Just CCTV footage. Just just current CCTV footage of the street outside your own home. Nothing or just, more. Or just knock on his door and have a chat to him. Like that's he wants it in real time. He's 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 watching the news today in Cremorne. He's like, oh no no no, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Let's 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 find out what's happening tomorrow in Cremorne. Thank you very much. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah. to be fair to him, a significant proportion of the modern news coverage is like what I like to call pre-news. It's 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 the reporters speculating about what might be about to happen. Is it? Yeah, it's a lot of like, oh, it's, you know, when they come out with scientific studies before they've even been vetted or, you know, oh, this yeah. thing might have a thing for, you might make cho- mean chocolate is not good for cancer or whatever. You're like, no one's actually done this research. They've literally just funded the study. It's pre-news, you know, what's going to happen yeah. next? What are they going to say? I, I hear that Gladys Berejiklian is going to announce and you're like, this isn't news. This yeah. is just guessing. You're just guessing. Right. Sorry, this is my green guide letter. This is <laughs> I should send something in. It's like that dude in Home Improvement over the fence. It's it's all over the fence talk. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like I, I hear she's going to do this. It's like, well, who who'd you hear that from? Oh, I, I got a friend in in um in the government. Just um yeah, just just okay. on the downline. I've heard. And the real problem is that then by the time the actual news hits, everyone's bored of it, so it doesn't have any impact at all. Because everyone's been guessing about it for weeks. Yeah. Are they as are they as bored as Lee is with the SBS's obsession with Hitler? I, I do have to say, regardless of if they overdo it or not, I I, 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 I I don't know if the word bored should be used in a conversation about Hitler. Maybe ever, like it, it's just like 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 a bored. It's just it's it's you could you could be worn out by, but but yep. bored is 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 a bit. Self-centralized. Yep, completely. By the the topic. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, say what you like about Hitler. He was not boring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I don't know about this obsession on SBS, but but I hope I hope you weren't bored throughout our our podcast. This is our 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 words forming art in your ears, pixels on your screen. Um, Uh I've. I've had a, um, a a delightful time, David Quirk. I'm always fascinated with your career. Where are you doing um, some Zoom gigs in the in the next couple of weeks? Career? Let us know. Um, thanks for asking, Steele. Uh, I think I believe, as Alice would know, it was it's with Kirsty Wiebeck. That's I think that's on the 25th here in Australia. I'll be doing that. Uh, look forward to seeing me do my first stand up. In 18 months online. It's just Dave counting money for 10 minutes. Mm. Um, But, yeah, that's it. Um, I've I've had to reschedule. I'm trying not to use the word cancelled because that's not okay. So um, we're saying the word postponed to some shows I was doing at Comedy Republic. They might happen, but they might not happen in mid-September. Follow me on Instagram if you want, and I'll post about that with skateboarding and pro-animal material. Um, that's it, really. That's all I've been doing. Uh, Alice, how, um, how are we? What, what have we got? What have we got on, this, on the sizzle? So uh, I'm, all, I'm all podcasts all the time these days. Uh, so I have my weekly podcast called The Gargle, which is a satirical news podcast with no politics. It's a spin-off of the Bugle podcast. And I have my 
Fortnightly podcast, which is Tea with Alice, where I have interesting discussions with people, uh, difficult difficult discussions with interesting people, I think. And you've been on that still. I have. I, I actually have such fond memories of doing that. I remember we had a great time. It was a delight. Right. We should have you back. I'm right here, I'll, Alice. I'll, I, I will. I would very love, love, love. I would very love to have you on. I've run out of words. Um, I no, have no, my no, monthly no. podcast, The Last Post, which last year was daily and is now monthly. Um, I have I basically go to patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. It's got a one-stop shop for all of my podcasts and blogs and stand-up specials that you can get for free. My weekly tea with Alice salons where we all sit in a Zoom room and chat about stuff. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, I do have to say that, um, you know, lockdown, obviously, absolutely brutal. But hang on to that feeling of, like, oh, I'd love to go to that. I'd love, ah, oh, yeah, if I, if I, you know, if it wasn't lockdown, I'd go to that mm. and, yeah. and, and get out there and uh, support some shows and, and, and live um, as, as, like, don't, like get out and then be like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'll, well, yeah. I'll go. To the, I'll go to the next one. Tell us when you're next on. Tell us when you're it, next on. You have to support comedians, particularly touring comedians, because right now, if a comedian is going on tour, it's an act of extreme bravery. Because at this point, if you go anywhere, you might live there now. Mm-hmm. You know, with the lockdown sure. and the border closures, if you're going somewhere for a week, it, I came back for six weeks in March 2020. From my flat in London, and I've been here ever since. So, you know, respect the the comedians and artists who are on tour and go and see their stuff when that becomes available again. Totally, well said. No way. So you got like you came and then you got stuck here. Yeah, I had to pack up my flat via Zoom and everything. Wow, that's that is amazingly tough. I yeah, um, totally. um, what was the Patreon again, Alice? The patreon.com slash Alice Fraser is a thing. I might have stuff, but they, they might, I have some comedian friends who packed it into a storage locker, but they are comedian friends. So I'm, I'm assuming it's all covered in jam or upside down, you know, like all of my stuff could, is probably, and it's in London. It's probably all just a pile of mold at this point. I'll just go and I'll touch it and it will just disintegrate into gray dust with a sighing sound. <laughs> Well, at least you've got a positive output, you know, outlook on it. That's, that's, that's good. That is about it. Thank you guys so much. It is, as I rarely get to talk to um, other people, it is, this is a lot of stimulation for the day. So um, that is why I'm like, <laughs> people, real life people. Good deal. Um, it's a treat. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for everyone for listening and viewing and all that good stuff. Look after yourself. It is um, un- you're not designed to be able to handle this. So if you aren't handling it that well, it's that's because it's it's brutal. So give yourself some slack and, and look true. after your mates. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. See you, Alice. Thanks, Steve. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Goodbye, Bye, stairwell. Bye, stairs. Staircase, by plant, by Hey guys, thanks for watching or listening to this episode of I Love Green Guide Letters. So much fun getting to hang out with Alice and David. So check out their endeavors. And you can check out my endeavors too. Of course, there's my store, theshorestore.com. 
take advantage of that lockdown deal, spend 99 bucks, and then pick out any shore item for half price. Free shipping over 100 bucks as well. You can also check out I Love Green Guy Letters on YouTube. If you are listening to this, we put up little highlight clips and I add little um, images and animations and, and clips from The Simpsons and all that sort of stuff. So check that out on YouTube. Some of that stuff ends up on Instagram as well. Please pod it forward. Let former and potential new Green Guide Letter Lovers in on the action. You can check out my Star Wars podcast wherever podcasts are found or on youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars. Right now, the plans for the podcast are to come out every two weeks. However, I am going to try to do a classic episode with the little intro and outro of some of my fave old episodes every week for Patreon uh, supporters at uh, $3 on patreon.com. I love GG letters. And so, but if you're on the normal feed, we'll probably have an episode every two weeks and I'll post up a uh, one classic app a month as well on that feed. But um, so I can dedicate some more time to getting these done and uh, hopefully going back to weekly. Um, we can do some special themed episodes with letter lovers that have had a, uh, a bunch of letters built up over time since we um, took our break, our sojourn, if it will. So um, hopefully we can get up to weekly and uh, to help get that done. And if that's something that's worth $3 a month to you, check out uh, the Patreon. There are links all in the show notes and all that good stuff. Hey, um, as I said at the end of the episode, uh, look after yourself, cut yourself some slack and, um, and, and, and look after your friends and family and even that neighbor maybe who um, plays their music too loud every night as well. Which would be a great topic for a um, a letter of complaint to the local paper in I Love Green Go Letters style. But look after them too. But now, how about we get to, after a gap, that secret show. I got to tell you, after that story, I am feeling a lot of emotions. Bored <laughs> is not one of them. I, <laughs> I didn't begin to drift off during that, or and and it, it only got more compelling as, as as it went on. Yeah, but anyway. David, I, I, I admire how much weight you give to a green guide letter, but because those two topics were mentioned in the same letter, they're not they're not intertwined necessarily. They were Man, just I'm saying just that. I'm just going with the facts. <laughs> You've done the research. Mm. He was big in Japan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's, let's get out of here. Do 
It's going to be a hard one to edit us out of. I've got to tell you that much. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I actually remember, Alice, I just popped in my head, speaking about like just average gigs, we were at this gig that was in Fitzroy or Brunswick and at this, like after the gig, someone threw a cream bulb into the, the, the fire and it exploded. Like this was the sort of venue we were at. Wow. And, and I remember you had a, a bit where you'd have something where you'd write on cards and give them to people and you were doing yeah, cards. I was very bad at uh, audience interaction. So I'd write one liners on uh, little uh, yellow system cards and I'd hand them to the audience. So it felt like there was some interaction. And I've got to tell you, they weren't an audience up for much interaction or that I wanted to interact <laughs> with anyway. I was sort of just like, I'm just, I'm just doing this for the crew at the back. And when you were into, I was just like, Oh no, nah, I, I, I wouldn't do the cards tonight. This is not a card-friendly environment. I can't remember that gig, but uh, oh, there's been you? so many. <laughs> there's been so many. I, I just like if it was a gig like that, anything elaborate, I'd just be like, nah. I just I'm not I'm not putting it out there for judgment. So I once had a guy at a gig. Uh, there's a there's a three gig run in Sydney that you can do uh, that involves the Manly Boat Shed and then the Oatley Hotel. And so the Oatley Hotel and a guy in the front row uh, said that he would rape me, and I kind of he was in the front row and he it was he was trying to be funny about a joke that I'd done, and I went to town on him. I was like kind of you know landed a couple of punchlines on him, and after about the third one, he went, "Well, now I don't want to." <laughs> <laughs> like win, it was win. a worse insult. <laughs> no, you really turned him off. Yep, yeah, um, I just, I, yeah, I found that so funny. Um, daddy. That he thought that that was a worse, <laughs> a worse insult. Oh, my God. I, 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 that is a hard thing to process as an, like, you're watching someone and, like, this is a conversation I'm, I'm up to have. Let's go. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I've done that well, gig and I can imagine that. Though. Yeah, it went from being like quite an unpleasant and traumatic incident to just being so funny. So. There was something about him taking it back. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's the best part of stand-up comedy, I feel like, a, a traumatic <laughs> incident that just ends up being funny. That's, yeah. uh, that is a beautiful thing, a mm. beautiful thing. It comes to no good in the end. Yes. Um, probably shouldn't have said what I was being paid, but, hey. Um, I believe in editor, pay transparency. Out, could you? Just beep it out still. Thanks, you guys. That was awesome fun. Appreciate it. Thank you. Love it was it. a real delight. I really appreciate it. Should I leave? <laughs> <laughs>